there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Yep, got it out. I got that out of my system. Okay, then. Thank you. You got your buble burpees out? I got it out. You know, they still don't have the orange buble, and it makes me so sad. I even resorted to checking Target for bubles. I don't know what that means. Is that, like, against the buble code? No, it's against my code. Everything at Target is really expensive when it comes to groceries. I don't grocery shop at Target. <clears throat> okay. I just go to Crest because it's not as expensive and they have a lot, you know, they have everything I need. I can save some monies. Not righty. Okay, then. Target. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is Target didn't even have orange bubblies. (sighs) I don't have a problem. Okay. Okay. Shy. Shanna. We love you. We just want to start this meeting by saying that we love you, and we're not mad at you. Oh, God. This is going to be so bad. Okay. But you have a problem that needs to be addressed, and it's a problem with Buble. Okay. It's a Michael Buble problem. It's a Michael Buble problem. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm not smoking crack. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's that. (laughs) Okay, so listen. Yes. Do you want to do some murder? Let's do some murder. Okay. Can you be more enthusiastic than that? Let's do... <laughs> hold, <laughs> hold on. Hold on, let me... Let's do some murder! There we go. Okay. Okay. So, I totally stole this from you. Really? I mean, I didn't steal it from you, but... Because it's been on my list for a while... But your father-in-law mentioned it last weekend. Yes. And I was like, oh, I'm stealing that. Yes. So sorry, not sorry. Okay. At all. I mean, I guess I'll forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) On this whole uh, situation, we could be here for hours. What? But I'm going to try to rein my ADHD in. Okay. And we're going to only do one episode on it. I mean, but... If if I can kind of remind you that we're kind of just letting our freak flags fly at this point on this podcast. No. If at any time you want to make more two-parters because you're really good at it, then I'm here for that and I'm here for you. I appreciate your kind words. Mm-hmm. I love this journey for us. Same. But also I think we know that I have a tendency to squirrel out and go in 38 different directions. Right. And you- then try to get back on the road mm-hmm. and it's a... Shit show. Yeah. Your rabbit hole turns into um It's like a mole. Go for holes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe a maybe a um what are the little the prairie dogs. Yes. Prairie dog. <laughs> the little communities. prairie dog communities. Yeah. 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 My my rabbit hole is go for holes. Yeah. And prairie dog holes. Yep. Okay. So this week we are doing Charlotte Kinsey and Cinda Pellet. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you don't know those names right off the bat, you will know them as the girls that went missing from the Great State Fair of Oklahoma. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, so when my father in law first told me about this, I do not remember it at all. So you were tiny. Yeah. When this I mean, happened. I don't remember ever reading about it either. Yeah. Like that's any. fair anything. So I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad that you knew about it. Yeah. You're taking it and running with it. So I just want to put this out there. <clears throat> These girls are still listed as missing. Okay. Even though it's widely believed that they are probably deceased somewhere. Right. Okay. Okay. They are listed on Oklahoma's um, NamUs list, which okay. is missing people. Okay. 
And if you just take a cruise through NamUs and set your filter to Oklahoma women. Oh. Girl. Is there a lot? It's horrifying. Seriously? Horrifying. And if you have the stomach for it, if you limit your search to girls under the age of 16, Mm-mm. horrifying. That's terrifying. Okay. I am i can't stomach that right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good for the old mental health no. at all. But no. if you ever take a cruise through there and just kind of um, see, because we've discussed this, there are a lot of girls that are listed as missing currently in Oklahoma, especially from the um, indigenous communities, the reservations, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there are a lot of children in general. And when I say children, I'm saying kids all the way up to the age of 17 or 18. Okay. That have been in state care and have, quote unquote, walked away from a juvenile facility. Yeah, no, I don't. Okay. And just are either never heard from again or they go to street life or whatever the case may be, but they are still listed as missing. That's so sad. People. Yeah. So, Mm. again, there goes my rabbit hole. But, um, so, we are going to go back to uh, September 1981. Okay. And what happens every year in September in Oklahoma, Shy? The Great State Fair of Oklahoma. Sing it with me. The The Great Great State State Fair of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. So, yeah. It's a shit show and it's a people watching experience, oh, but. It is the best. I mean, carnies galore. Yes. Food, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Give it, me a stick of butter fried. It's, it's, that's what I want. It is a deep fried stick of butter. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. So, these two sweet baby angels, Charlotte and Cinda, Convinced their parents that they were old enough to go to the Great State Fair of Oklahoma by themselves. How old were they? They are 13 at the time. No. Yeah. How about no? How about no? But it was the 80s. 1981. Yep. 1981. (laughs) I'm surprised that they weren't, like, smoking their own pack of Pall Malls and hitching rides with truckers. You know what I mean? They could have been. That's just what was happening in the 80s with kids, I guess. So... Their plan was go to the fair, keep in contact with their moms via payphone, and then later that night, there would be a sleepover at Cinda's house. Okay? So, basically, they spent, like, the afternoon and evening at the fair. Okay. Okay? Okay. Basically, the whole damn day. So, these are just two little girls. And let's be 100% clear, these are little girls. Yeah. Okay. These are two little girls that probably have a little bit of spending money in their pocket mm-hmm. to, like, play games, get a corn dog, yeah. you know, go to the fair and carny watch. Right. 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 So, um, you know, around about 5 p.m., Charlotte's mom um, gets a phone call from, from Charlotte. And she says, hey, uh, we're at the fair, and this guy that's a worker here has offered to pay us to help unload some stuffed animals from a truck. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we would like to do that. No. And I'm sure Charlotte's mom thought, okay, like on the state fairgrounds grounds right right Mm -hmm. so she was probably like okay they're together you know because we've always been told like buddy system and all that nonsense right right so she's like okay call me back later um that's fine whatever just keep in contact um so she said call me back at 9 p.m on the dot 9 p.m sharp okay and they were like cool doing it 
So then Norma Pallet, Cinda's mom, got a similar call and they agreed to follow up with her mom at 9 p.m. as well, since that's where the sleepover was going to occur. So she was like, call me at 9 p.m. I will will figure out a place for me to pick you up mm-hmm. and bring you girls home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, as you can imagine, the 9 p.m. phone call did not happen. Right. And these moms were not trifling with anybody's fucking nonsense. And both of them called Oklahoma City Police Department and filed missing persons reports on their daughters at like 9.02. Right. Right? Yes. They were not waiting around Mm -mm. at all. So the OCPD was immediately at the fair looking for these girls, questioning people, whatever. So they took uniform officers and undercover officers to go look for them. So in the process of looking for these girls, they're sort of hearing a common story amongst other kids that are at the fair. Okay. Saying that this dude was offering to pay random ass kids Five to ten dollars an hour to unload stuffed animals from a truck. Okay. Okay. So they're like, hmm, that's weird. Because that's also the story that Charlotte's mom gave. Mm -hmm. So between all of the witnesses over the first couple of days, they're able to put together the following description of a potential suspect. A white male. Between the ages of 35 and 50. Okay. Weighing 200 to 250 pounds. Okay. And 6'1 to 6'3 tall. Okay. He had dark hair with gray streaks, a mustache, a full beard, and muscular arms. He was wearing silver wire-rimmed glasses... A brown striped or plaid cowboy shirt, which I assume is like a pearl snap. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Mm-hmm, probably. Cowboy boots, a flimsy straw cowboy hat, a digital watch on his left wrist. Okay. A yellow badge. So remember that. Okay. And a leather belt with the name Joseph tooled into it. Okay? Okay. They also know that he drove a tan two-door 1980 or 1981 Pontiac Grand Prix with South Dakota license plates. It had a half vinyl roof Mm -hmm. and numerous papers scattered across the dashboard. Okay. So, like, that's a lot of really fucking specific information. Yeah. Like, really fucking specific. Agreed. And we will get to why they have that really fucking specific information in just a moment. Okay. So I'm going to show you this picture. Oh, Lord. That is the composite. Okay? Yep. And I just want to pull your attention to this peacock feather situation that's in the front of the hat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because it's kind of a weird, like, innocuous detail that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't really notice, but... It'll be important here in a minute. Okay. And we will also post these pictures to our Instagram. Sweet. When this episode comes up. Sweet. Okay. So, um, during the first few days of the investigation, a teenager named Lance Rumsey brought forward a super disturbing story about the day that those girls disappeared. So he and his friend, Brian Head, who were like 12 or 13 at the time, same age, were also approached by the bearded man. And he offered to pay them to help unload stuffed animals from a truck. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, that sounds fine. You know, five to ten dollars an hour and 81. Yeah. So... He sort of weaves these two boys 
into a group that consists of the bearded man, the two boys, and the two little girls, Charlotte and Cinda. And they all start walking to the Pontiac Grand Prix that this dude has. So they all pile into the car, and the guy starts driving, and he's like, oh, you know what? You guys are probably going to need some work gloves. And they're like, okay. I mean, it's Oklahoma, and in the summertime, we literally let the asphalt burn the soles of our bare feet. But if you want us to have work gloves for stuffed animals, like whatever. So they roll out to a TGNY store at 29th and Penn. TGNY. Southwest 29th and Penn. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. The two boys stayed out in front of the store while Charlotte and Cinda went inside with him. So while they're waiting, Brian recalls joking to Lance, maybe he could kidnap us. Oh, my God. And like, yeah, bro. 1,000%. Right? Yeah. Don't get in cars with strangers. Um, so when the man came out with Charlotte and Cinda, he had no work gloves. He purchased two rolls of gray duct tape. And that's it. Okay. Oh my God. Yep. So they all pile back in the car and drove to a truck stop at I-40 and Council. Okay. They didn't find the truck that they were looking for. So the group drove further west, stopping at another truck stop. The man did not see the truck he was looking for, so he paid the boys 10 bucks and asked them to stay at the truck stop to see if the truck showed up. Oh my God. And then he drove westbound with the girls, saying that he was going to go check at the next truck stop to see if the truck was there. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is the last time that anyone sees the two girls alive. Mm. Are those two teenage boys standing at this random ass truck stop, probably in Yukon, right? Yeah. 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 So that was the first major break, right? right? So that's how they're getting this detailed description of who this guy is. Right. Okay. So also during that time frame, OCPD catches wind of a carnival worker that was working on the Midway on Thursday, the 24th of September. So this is two days before the girls are at the fair. Okay. And he basically said, fuck it and walked off the job after like 12 minutes of work or some nonsense, but you know, whatever, carny life. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Don't find another one. Whatever. Um, so he sort of had a similar appearance as this guy. He had like a beard and, um, stuff like that. And, um, they, the people that were responsible for hiring workers and all that jazz, um, identified him as Donald Michael Corey. Okay. So immediately, they're sort of like, okay, well, maybe this guy is the same guy, you know, because that yellow badge that the that the man had mm-hmm. was like a carnival worker's ID. Oh, okay. 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 So at some point, and this is just how I understand it, the investigators, I don't know if it's on uh, fair, state fairground property or what. The investigators find a discarded carnival worker photo ID for Donald Michael Corey. So they're like, this is our fucking guy. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the two boys were like, yeah, that's the ID that we were shown. You know, that's the ID of the guy. And they looked sort of similar. Mm-hmm. So immediately, OCPD is like on the hunt for this guy. Right. Okay. Um, this was in, you know, a few days after they go missing at the end of September. And he's located mid-October of the same year in Alabama. Okay. Okay. So he's arrested in Alabama and extradited to Oklahoma 
where he was put into a lineup for the two teenage boys to officially identify him as the guy mm-hmm. that uh, was last seen with Charlotte and Cinda. The boys were unable to identify him because despite their somewhat similar physical characteristics, he was at least three inches shorter than the kidnapper. And there was another issue. When he said fuck it and walked off the midway and, like, tossed his ID or dropped it or whatever, um, he went to Dallas for the weekend. And he had a very strong alibi. Oh, wow. Of being in Dallas when the girls went missing. Okay. So, um, you know, they were like, well, if it's not him, who, mm-hmm. who is it? Yeah. Right. So the case sort of goes cold for years. Right. Years. And in September of 1984, so exactly three years later, OCPD has it brought to their attention that a man in Wyoming known as Royal Russell Long has been accused by a 15-year-old girl of rape and kidnapping. His name is Royal? <laughs> okay. God bless him. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like, well, why would this pique their interest? Right. Doesn't really... Whatever. Um, he picked up this 15-year-old girl that accused him of rape and kidnapping and her 12-year-old friend that were hitchhiking together. Two girls together. Okay. Okay. So these two girls are Sharon Bald Eagle, the 12-year-old, and her 15-year-old friend. Um, They apparently ran away from the Cheyenne River Reservation in South Dakota. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. They made it all the way to Casper, Wyoming. Wow where they were picked up somewhere on or around uh, September 18th or 19th of 1984 by this guy. Right. And the 15-year-old that's giving this report says he offered to take us to his home um, to get us warmed up and get us something to eat. He offered to let us clean up in his house, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. So, and this is September in fucking Wyoming. So, you know, it's already cold as shit. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, yeah. So they were like, okay. Um, and I have a feeling because this guy had a, had a daughter. Um, I have a feeling that he probably used like a photo of his daughter or something like that to be like, I'm a dad. Right. I just want to. Right. Right. The premise that know, he's a good I'm, guy and he's there to help them. I just want to, which I won't go into specifics, but all along he's molesting his daughter, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, he's a piece of shit. Oh my God. So oh God. anyway, when he got them to his house, he propositioned them for a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. asked to pay them for sex for a hundred bucks. Um, the 15-year-old girl popped off and was like, we're not those kind of girls. Right. Um, so he pulled a fucking gun on them. Oh, God. Yeah. Tied them up and raped them violently. Oh, no. Okay? Okay. So when he finally fell asleep, the 15-year-old was able to escape and run to a neighbor's house for help. And... By the time the cops arrived and made it to his house, he was gone with Sharon Bald Eagle. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And Sharon has never been seen again. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the 15-year-old, I'm obviously not giving her name because she's a, a living rape victim. Um, okay. The 15-year-old made her uh, report to police and identified him, identified the house, everything. Yeah. I mean, everything that she needed to do. A week later, Royal Russell Long is found in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they pick him up. And he initially tells the investigator 
uh, that he and the girls had consensual sex. Of course they did. Oh, my God. That's what every rapist says. Okay. Mm -hmm. The 15-year-old girl freaked out and ran away from the house, so he didn't want to deal with the drama and put Sharon, who was 12, on either a bus or in a truck bound for Dallas, Texas, before he leaves for New Mexico for work. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So two things here. Mm -hmm. Two things here. These are children. Yes. Okay. There is no such thing as consensual sex between a full-grown-ass man and a child. Right. At all. Right. However, I do want to point out that in some states, you're still able to marry a child bride. Yeah. So... In some states, like, 14 or 15 is the age of consent. Yes. And that is a baby. Yes. So when he's spouting off saying we had consensual sex for men of the time, even some men today, okay. Uh, yeah. I can see how that could happen. Ugh. But do you see my face right now? I'm yeah. Like... But let's be 100% clear. He is a fucking pedophile. No, he's a fucking pedophile. He's, he's a, a rapist. Yeah. molester. Yeah. He's a fucking piece of shit. Okay. yeah yeah so that was my first point my second point is how are you gonna try to convince people that this half-naked 15 year old girl Mm -hmm. flees your house of horrors Mm -hmm. and you just roll out to new mexico for funsies yeah like go fuck yourself with that nonsense in the middle of the night he's no convinced himself so much that he can play it off because he sees women as something less than he is. So he assumes every man does. So yeah, I hate men. Like I really like men like that, that think women are just there to suit you and to please you. Um, Piece of shit. Pieces of shit. Piece of shit. So come to find out he has a rap sheet. That's like as long as my leg hair. <laughs> he's an all-around fucking total creep yeah like creep yes 100 percent. so fun fact yes um when they find him and they search his vehicle they find stuffed animals what in his vehicle oh my god yes queen so after he gets picked up in new mexico Oklahoma City Police Department um, is intrigued uh, to find out that he once was living or staying in Oklahoma in Tuttle in September of 81. Uh Okay. Okay. And Tuttle is right outside of Oklahoma Uh City, like less than 30 minutes outside of Oklahoma City. Yep. He worked as a truck driver and oil-filled equipment operator when he wasn't too busy being a pedophile creep. Right. And if you think about it, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Wyoming, South Dakota, all of those places are oil and gas yeah. locations, yeah. right? Yep. So he was just, like, moving around the U.S. Oh, God. Completely unfettered. And if you recall the description that the boys gave of the um, uh, newer Grand Prix that he was driving. Yes. Had South Dakota plates. <gasps> That's right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I'm going to show you now a photo of Royal Russell Long. <gasps> no. Yes, Queen. Yes, oh Queen. Oh, my God. Shane, it's the sa- he's the same guy. Yeah, it's like they drew the composite off of a picture of Royal no, Russell Long. Seriously, like, the hat and everything. Uh-huh. It matches. Uh-huh. That's why I wanted you to pay attention to, like, the peacock feathers. Oh, my God. Because, what the fuck, right? Oh, my God. If that's not nightmare fuel, I don't know what it is. No, it's, it really, really is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. If that is not nightmare fuel, I really don't know what it Those is. Those poor babies. Like. Yeah. They got into a car with that. I know. And the, I, those poor babies then being left and then realizing that, oh, my gosh. Yeah. We just survived that, but those two girls. Yeah. And those two babies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-mm. So, um, after doing some investigating and whatnot, yep. you know. Yes. 
Uh, Oklahoma City Police Department decided that they had at least enough evidence to charge him with murder and kidnapping for Charlotte and Cinda. So that's great. Yeah. Cool. Um, And he also has charges pending in South Dakota Good. at this point from the uh, Sharon Bald Eagle uh, and her friend. Yes. Getting raped. So in October of 1985, we try Royal Russell Long here in Oklahoma City. Okay. Um, Bob Macy is the DA, which poses all kinds of issues anyway, but whatever. Um, and in like the preliminary hearings and stuff, they have this 15 year old rape victim from Wyoming testifying in in the prelim hearings. Okay. Plus they have like Brian and Lance, the mm-hmm. two boys. Right. Plus a slew of other kids that say, yeah, that's the guy that approached me at the fair and asked me to help unload stuffed animals. Okay. Okay. Plus they have like forensic items, which we know that that era is like questionable on the forensics anyway. So I'm not even going to go into that, but um, it is what it is. Um, He has a very long past of having a thing for young girls that are under the age of 14. Gross. Oh my God. Okay. And without going into specifics, he told his daughter at one point that he, um, I'm putting this the nicest way possible, is not interested in girls over the age of 13. That's disgusting. Yep. Ew. Mm-hmm. 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 So, <laughs> shit sort of went sideways with this trial. What? Um, yeah. It wasn't uh, Bob Macy's finest hour, and it wasn't a typical Macy trial because the Macy DA's office was win at all costs. And I'm sure that a lot of people they prosecuted were legitimate offenders that needed to be prosecuted. And some people we know were not. Right. 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 It was very win at all cost. Oh, God. Make the evidence fit the crime. Oh, shit. And move on. Um, this was not their finest hour on on this trial. Um, the judge sided with the defense on a lot of issues a lot of issues in fact they barred uh lance one of the 13 year old boys from testifying saying he had been hypnotized back in 81 shortly after the girls disappeared so i don't know if they were trying to use hypnosis to try to make him recall more detail or what what, but they said since he had been hypnotized like at the behest of the police department, uh-huh. he could not testify. They could not rely on his testimony. Is that like, I'm sorry, I this don't is know if that's a real Is this thing. a legitimate thing? I have no idea. I truly have no idea. Like, could you be coerced into remembering something you don't remember under hypnosis? I think you can. I mean, but you can also be, you can be suggested People are suggestible regardless. Oh, right. You know? No, I, yeah, 100%. So I'm like, what, what is it about the hypnosis part? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, no. Yeah. So they also brought up the whole debacle with, um, uh, Corey, the guy that got picked up first mm-hmm. for this. Right. Um, saying that that guy had already been charged, but the, the charges were dismissed and, you know, they essentially they hadn't proven their case, but whatever. <sighs> um, so during the trial, it went on for a while. Royal Russell Long was taunting the families of the girls. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And he would just randomly say that he like knew they were alive and that he had contact with people that had seen them alive within the last few months. And it sort of, I mean, it was a mind fuck. You know what I mean? Can they not tell the, can they not like gag him? Like, don't, you can't be talking to the victim's families during trial. He was just an asshole. Oh my God. Asshole. Sick. Okay. So ultimately the trial ended. Um, the defense asked the judge to dismiss all charges um, because, which is pretty typical 
at the end of trial before closing arguments and before they send anything right. to the jury for the defense to say, um, to enter a motion to dismiss and say, you know, the state hasn't proven their case. And oh my God. the judge agreed. I'm sorry, what? And dismissed all charges. Are you serious? Yep. So, um, <sighs> he could have let it go to jury, but he decided to dismiss the charges. So, uh, Bob Macy, <gasps> after the charges were dismissed, the trial was over. Um, <clears throat> he sort of goes out on a limb and says, this guy is fucking dangerous. Yeah. And probably has anywhere between 20 to 50 victims in his wake. Right. And I'm sort of inclined to agree. Yeah. Um, but after the charges were dismissed here, he was sent up to Wyoming for trial in the Sharon Bald Eagle uh, kidnapping and, and rape and her friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so when this was happening, it kind of became like a national story. Like okay. this guy is tried, but it, charges are dismissed in Oklahoma. And now he's up um, on trial in, in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And other people started coming forward from like Wyoming and South Dakota and different states where this guy is known to have either resided or stayed for periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, of girls saying, yeah, he tried to get me to go with him at like a rodeo because it turns out his whole thing was um, either following carnivals or showing up at carnivals and rodeos and state fairs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. stuff where there was like large events happening okay and pretending in some way that he's affiliated with these events right and seeking out young girls to help him in some sort of way and a lot of those girls are never seen again oh my god so just in the uh Rollins, Wyoming area in the summer of 84, which is uh, July to um, July to August time frame. Yeah. Four girls go missing from that town. What? Four girls from that town. And that town is probably the size of Woodward. Okay. So like 12 to 15,000 people. Right. Four girls in a two-month time period, go missing from that town. Mm -mm. And that town is about 45 minutes from his home in Evansville that he took these girls back to and raped. Oh, my God. In Wyoming. Yeah. So, there. this is why I say I went down, like, a rabbit hole on this thing. And it could be hours. Right. Because there are so many victims that are thought to be his victims. Oh my god. But there's no no evidence. Oh I mean, god. really the best evidence that they had in any of this stuff was the two boys identifying him as being the last person seen with Charlotte and Cinda. Yeah. And then this 15-year-old the girl, girl escaping. Oh my gosh. Um so anyway. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so and and like every story is like this dipshit in a cowboy hat with the fucking peacock feathers. Like this Randy Savage looking <laughs> motherfucker. Oh you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to pick him up and like at rodeos he would be like, oh, I have this whatever that I need help with. Like, okay, bro. You don't need a 12-year-old girl's help. No. At all. No. Uh, my question is, when did Stranger Danger come about? That was after... Um, Mm. Was that after oh, that young, that boy, that one boy that went missing? Sorry, Shan, can't think of his name. I think Stranger Danger was probably a thing in the 80s and 90s. Late yeah. 80s. Like late 80s? Late 80s. So it was, because I mean, early 80s, up to the Stranger Danger time. Like yeah. kids were just free range. Oh, we were to- free-range kids. Yeah, total free-range. I mean, we were free-range growing oh, yeah. up. Um, 
and yeah, it ugh, scary. It really is because, I mean, to like to the point of statistics, stranger danger is sort of a fallacy. The majority of kids that will be hurt or abused oh, are it. It happens within their own family, yes. within their own social group, stuff right. like that. But it's so fucking scary when it's a stranger right. abduction. And it's truly a stranger that takes Terrifying. Because those are, especially if no one's ever located again, like, you don't know where to begin. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of these girls that are missing um, and went missing around these various events, uh, their bodies have never been located. Mm. So, um, like I said, they've never located Sharon Bald Eagle. Um, the bodies of Charlotte and Zenda have never been located. And there are a bunch of others that are thought to be associated with him that have never been located. Oh, my gosh. So. Um, that is so sad. It's just terrifying. Yeah. So, anyway, that's kind of his shtick that he was, like, gross doing. Yeah. Because he's a disgusting piece of shit. So gross. Um, oh, my God. But, like, his level of mobility with driving trucks and, like, moving oil-filled equipment yep. and stuff. Bananas. So, anyway. Luckily, in Wyoming, uh, they did the shit. Yeah. Um, and got it done. And, in fact, they uh, got him to plead... Yeah, they got him to plead to two kidnapping charges. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, I think they sort of said, if you'll plead to these kidnapping charges, we won't try you on the uh, child rape charges, and you won't have to go to prison as a child molester. Which, you're <sighs> really? still a child molester, but yeah, yeah. people will find out. They'll find out. Um, but, so I sort of suspect that was the angle that they used. And he, he pled to two counts of kidnapping, um, and was sentenced to life without parole. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was going to get like 15 years. No, 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 Okay. No. Phew. This was in 85. He died in 93 of a heart attack. Oh, darn. So, good riddance, whatever. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, good riddance about rubbish. The only, the only thing is... He would never uh, tell them where any of Ever. the bodies were at. No. So um, those bodies are so just that, out there somewhere waiting for someone to discover them. If if that if, ever happens. If it happens. So those poor families never got to. Yeah. To bury their, exactly. their babies. Exactly. So even though the charges got dropped here in Oklahoma. It's sort of universally thought that he's the guy. Right. And right. I and don't think there's any question with the amount of people that could identify him. Right. Um, but what he did to sort of mind fuck people, uh, just like he was taunting the families God. and saying they're alive and whatnot, um, there were like always random reports to the Oklahoma City Police Department. That Charlotte and Cinda were, like, seen in Florida or this or that. And what? so it kind of always, like, added a cloud of, well, Maybe. are they alive? I mean, oh. you always want to think they're still alive. Um, I just... But ugh. I suspect it was probably him, like, randomly calling oh, yeah. in, you know, to Oklahoma City Police Department going, like, oh, I'm in fucking Miami and just yeah. saw... What you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, it was trying to. Add. Oh. oh my gosh! Yeah. So it's it's sort of universally thought that this has been resolved with him. They the bodies have just not been recovered, but they are still listed as missing persons. Mm. Um, and it is still listed that their their case hasn't been resolved. So, um, there are just so many different rabbit holes you can go down because I will say this when you type in girls missing from Oklahoma State Fair there are multiple things that come up what yes yes oh my gosh it's not just these girls there are two other 
sisters that went missing from the State Fair of Oklahoma and were found murdered, Mm -hmm. like, in 84 or 85. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's crazy town, dude. Um, There are also other sets of sisters in Oklahoma City that went missing around this time as well. It's... Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there are so many things that when you start looking into it and you're like, how did two people that are 13 years old go missing on the same day? Or right. how did these sisters go missing on the same day? And it's not a parental abduction and stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that is the... Girls that, that are missing from the Great State Fair of Oklahoma. That story's batshit. Yeah. Like, for them to draw up the composite sketch mm-hmm. down to the feathers on his fucking cowboy hat. His gross-ass cowboy hat. Yep. And then them finding a picture of him wearing that cowboy hat is insane. Uh-huh. And th- the level of... um, What am I trying to say? Just the number of mistakes that had to have been made in the trial here for that to, to not get, yeah to to yeah. not go through and for him to be yeah dismissed of all all charges yeah what the fuck yeah because if you like literally when you see the composite next to his uh-huh. picture you're like I'm sorry did they draw a composite right. based upon did this somebody, guy's picture yeah did somebody give him a picture of him and say this yeah. is the guy. Yeah, it's just like giving an artist a picture and being like, can you draw this picture in I, I pencil? Need a, I need a pencil. <laughs> pencil. <laughs> I need a pencil sketch of me, please. Yeah. Like, it is. That's crazy. So bananas. Oh but you know those dudes in like the 70s and 80s, if they got a look going. Yeah. That was pearl snaps and boots and their tooled leather belt and whatnot and their yeah. stupid ass cowboy hat. That's what they just rolled with for years. So true, she is. You know what I mean? So true. You know? Oh, my God. So this guy obviously rolled with it for a while. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Gross. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, oh, my God. That. Yeah. Cases like this, especially when it involves child molestation, men, Mm -hmm. men raping Young girls and and murdering them is just so infuriating to me. Yeah, um, and especially when you find out that he was dismissed. Uh huh. Like, hey guys, this isn't an open and shut case. Let's make sure that we have everything we need. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, that's um, you know, on the up and up. Yeah. So that we can get this guy convicted so he won't do it to someone else's daughter. Yeah. Like, and I don't just... know. I don't know what happened if he just happened to have defense attorneys that were like on their shit or what. Like I mean, I'm obviously. Not, I'm not talking shit on defense attorneys at all, but in a time where Bob Macy put more people on death row than any other DA in the United States of America. And Mm -hmm. the population of Oklahoma isn't that big. Mm -hmm. Like during his tenure as DA, he put more people on death row than any other DA had already had ever done. So the DA's office was in the practice of winning cases during this time. And for this shit, when it, so they got cocky. I mean, I don't know what happened. It seems like Long's defense attorney was pretty on his shit and questioned a lot of their forensics. They questioned a lot of things. So I think it was more just a... It was probably more a situation where the judge was like, uh, I'm going to err on the side uh-huh. of caution. And if you guys get better evidence, yeah, you can bring it to trial again, right? But he makes a good point. Like, and also, like the defense attorney is probably thinking the defense attorney made a good point, and they were charging him with kidnapping and murder, and they had no bodies, right? Right. So we know a no body case is very difficult to prosecute, right? True, especially when there's really no evidence that a 
murder occurred. Crime, yeah, a yeah. crime of murder occurred. Yeah. I think if they would have taken murder off the table and just offered him kidnapping like they did in Wyoming. Yeah, for the trouble probably would have pled. Yeah, yeah. And Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's awful. And those families, I, if I remember correctly, at least one of the mothers is now deceased mm -hmm. and died without knowing. That's awful. Yeah. So, um, that is the case that I stole from your list. Yeah. No. I'm, it was on your list first, so I'm totally okay with you stealing it. And Plus, if there's other women abducted from the state fair, we'll be doing it again. Oh, my like, God. Lord, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's awful. Like, we used to go all the time together. Well, yeah, but mm. we were, like, grown-ass adults. Well, true, but, I mean, still. And our head is always on a swivel. And yeah, if some true. dude comes up to us saying he wants to unload stuffed animals, we tell him to fuck right off. We're like, go find a dude. What, yeah, what the hell? Fuck do I, right off. Do I look like I can help you unload anything? No. no. Like, I'm, I have worker bones, <laughs> right? You don't. I do not. You do not need my, don't come up to me <laughs> and ask me for help. Until you go find a man. I have stocky peasant worker bones. You do not. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was good, Shan. Oh my gosh. That that was intense, but it was really good. Yeah. So we'll put those photos out on our Insta when this episode comes out. And yeah. you can see the... The insane. The... Oh my god. I just can't believe it. Because some composites don't look anything like the person some artists that do composites are not good really at it. not good at it that should this... have been their career path but whoever did this composite was like fuck yeah because in the 80s they didn't have computer no they didn't have computer generated to just pick a beard pick glasses whatever yeah like they drew it by hand yeah yeah so yeah that's the story of charlotte and cinda i like that from the great state fair of oklahoma that's a good one hopefully one day they'll they'll be found and I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. So, thanks, Shan. Thanks, Shay. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore. Fine, underscore, okay, underscore, pod.